three count podcast. Oh, that's not one of your best, Dylan. To the three count podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Chambers. Joining me, main event, Ben Hobden. Benny, come in once again. How are you, buddy? Going good, mate. Going good. Uh, changing a lot of nappies. Yes, uh, how is it? Fun, I bet. It's, oh, it's, it's great fun. You know, the yeah. nappies aren't so bad. You know, spending a lot of time watching the WWE channel. We've been talking about that. It's uh, yeah. it's good old stuff. When I was watching Tough Enough the other day with like Josh Matthews and Chris Nowinski. Yeah, Breaking Ground's pretty good on there as well. You get quite a few of the old guys from NXT that are now up in the main roster. So it's good to see how they all went out. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Now, Benny is coming to us live from the Orient Hotel where yeah. he's a workaholic. Little hidden away office, guys. Sorry about the lighting, but you know, I've got to do what I've got to do. That's right. you got to make them all out somehow. Once uh, we get the sponsors coming and WWE on board, we'll be sweet. But until then, <laughs> we got to do what we got to do. Now, a big show for you today. We're going to take you through the Elimination Chamber card and whether we will hear the biggest pop in wrestling history or not. And we're going to look at all the latest goings on. Plus, later in the show, on the back of there's a bit of a debate as to whether the Bloodline or NWO is the best wrestling storyline ever. We're going to draft the best ever wrestling storyline. So stay tuned for that. Got some good ones for you. Yeah, there are some absolute (laughs) crackers. And Um, some shockers. (laughs) Follow us on the socials. uh, You can find out when new episodes drop. You can also check out all of our three count drafts and have your say on them. Uh, You can find us at three count pod on Twitter and Facebook at three count podcast on Instagram. Um, and if you could show your support, we'd love you to hit that subscribe button on YouTube or the follow button on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast from. Now, Benny, let's jump into what's going on now. Cody and Sammy in the oh. ring on Raw, promo of the year? Oh, it was pretty bloody good. Although, obviously, we had, you know, last week we had that promo with Paul Heyman and Cody, which sort of, that was brilliant as well, you know had the tears, we had we had everything going on and then Paul Heyman drops a bombshell about, you know, Roman was the son that he really wanted and Cody was just fired up. And then obviously this one, Sammy, just going off, really. He was just so heated and just, and then, yeah, I don't know. It was it was fun. It was, it was actually fun. Because it's, it's one of those things, they're on two separate shows and obviously they both got things going on with Roman. But just, I don't know, for some reason, seeing them in the ring together at the same time, you know, kind of, Cody firing Sammy up. Yeah. It kind of it almost gave me some goosebumps there. It was it was kind of cool to see. What do you reckon uh Cody will, you know, push for Sammy to join the main event, make it a triple threat? Well, we'll get to that a bit later with predictions, <laughs> Benny. Uh don't steal my thunder right now. Oh no, you haven't <laughs> even told me anything yet. I've already ruined it. Um now Dax Harwood's Instagram. Yeah. Now, he's a big tequila aficionado. Uh, he's, he's shown a picture of, uh, you know, a couple of bottles of tequila he likes. But that's not what's important about this picture that he shared on his Instagram story. There was a piece of paper clearly with the WWE logo Ooh. at the bottom. Ooh. Are they back? Now, Dax is a smart guy. You know, if he's, he would showing, have known that, it was he's there. showing it for a reason. Yeah, yeah. Either he wants out of AEW, that's his way of getting out. You know, because they're obviously not on TV at the moment, are they? So No, I think they might actually be off contract. Okay. So if they're out of contract and he's doing that, he's either saying, take me back or I'm coming back. Yeah. Or it's a contract they're already signed. Yeah, exactly. So it, was, uh, it was an official WWE document, it looked like. So uh, interesting to see where that goes. Uh, 
speaking of people who uh, were once in WWE, but this one will probably not be returning, Naomi. Uh, she's changed her you know, handle to Just Trinity on, uh, on all her socials now. So, you know, are you sad to not see Naomi coming back? No, mate, I never felt the glow, so I'm good. Yeah, I didn't really feel the glow either. Um, but, you know, all the best to, uh, yeah. to Naomi. We did think that maybe she might join the bloodline. That would have been a great addition, but not to be, I guess. Um, now, one of our favourite docos to watch, Dark Side of the Ring, it's coming back for another season, and they've released three uh, topics that they're going to cover, uh, and basically people they're going to cover rather than topics. Bam Bam Bigelow, which uh, should be very interesting. Abdullah the Butcher, um, which will be uh, a brutal one. No brutal, doubt. brutal. And, and Mike Awesome. Oh, yeah. So there's some interesting stuff there from Dark Side of the Ring. Um, a few sad notes this week. Uh, we've had Lanny Poffo pass away. The, the genius. genius. The brother of Macho Man. Um, I went back and watched some of the genius stuff and... He was he was an underrated kind of performer. Yeah, I've never really seen much of that stuff. So, I mean, he was a heel, and it yeah, was so heel. annoying watching him. Yeah, um, that's I think that's why every time I've seen it, it's just not it's put me off. Like without because you're not watching it in the current day, you know what I mean? It's different when you go yeah. back. You can just sort of turn it off if you want to. That's right. That's right. Now, uh, Jerry Jarrett, father of Jeff, legendary Memphis promoter, he also passed away. So. Condolences to the Jarrett family. That's uh, mm. another sad loss. And uh, another Jerry, Jerry the King Lawler, rushed to hospital with a stroke, uh, though expected to make a full recovery. Yeah, they, they talks that he's, I think he's out now, or he should be out very soon. But yeah, not good to hear, but I know they are, you know, getting old and for the lives they've lived. Absolutely. How is, how is Rick still going, really? Yeah. <laughs> Some of the walls they've been around could talk. Oof. Yeah. Um, 100%. Now we'll quickly cover a little bit of what is going on in AEW, uh, quickly on AEW. Uh, it premiered today on KO, on Foxtel, uh, through ESPN. So that's exciting for all us Australian consumers. No excuse um, now, no excuse. It's all there for no everyone excuse. to watch. You can get all your WWE and AEW on KO. Not a sponsor, don't know anyone who works for them. Um, so there you go. Uh, the Guns have won the AEW tag titles. Benny, what are your thoughts? I couldn't believe this. And I, I haven't even actually spoken to you about this. And I've wanted to, and I've forgotten to a couple of times. You must have been devastated, for one, because you're an acclaimed guy. But really, the Guns, like, I just... I here's, here's how I booked that originally. I thought, okay, Billy's turning on the acclaimed for sure. Guns as tag champs heels with billy there but no we've kept billy with the acclaimed and they yeah. just they that's just what doesn't make get sense over. doesn't make sense i kind of see now because they're they're challenging them at revolution yeah um and i guess the story between them doesn't have much juice with the acclaimed just having the belts um so you know it's a bit of a can they get them back story for the acclaimed I'm surprised TK hasn't turned it into, you know, a best of seven because he loves that kind of stuff. <laughs> That's only when people are coming back from suspensions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, And we had Samoa Joe. He won back the TNT title against Darby Allen. A bit of flip-flopping of titles there. Yeah, Wardlow will take that back as well probably eventually. And then, you know, it'll just keep going around and around. There's not really much sort of weight to it, is it, when they flip-flop it around as much? No. But I think you've got to keep, you know, 
the you know the internet crowd happy and uh people just don't i don't know it's it's tk's in a tough position because he's got so much talent and who do you give the belt to and everybody's got to have a go you know so and he's tried he keeps adding belts yeah Uh, well that's the thing everyone will have one soon it's like uh, a participation award these days jungle boy has said he he wants a title so you know maybe that'll be a good fit for jungle boy he might introduce the cruiserweight title then him and darby can have a fight over that there you go yeah probably have some good matches to be honest um and lastly tk tony khan he's announced that a ring of honor weekly tv show will return in march unfortunately they didn't get a tv deal so it will be on the honor club uh app and uh internet site there uh tv tapings are going to happen at the end of february uh, and it's going to go to air in march so good stuff there for uh ring of honor getting it out there at least benny it's time for your favorite part of our preview episodes. I'll be back in a sec, guys. Just, uh... it's, it's quiz time with a bit of Elimination Chamber history. This one's tough. You know I'm hopeless at Elimination Chambers and, and Hell in a Cells. <laughs> well, the, the, the peeps out there, they love to do it with you. So, you know, I like to throw some curveballs here and there. But let's start off with how many Elimination Chamber matches have there been so far? Oh, I know it's got to be over 20. So You're I'm right going to go there. 21. 30. Really? So okay. It'll be 31 and 32 after this weekend. There you go. I think you'll get this one. Who's won the most chamber matches? Triple H. Triple H with four. Yeah. Do you know who has the most eliminations in chamber history? Ooh. In, in one match or overall? Overall. Ooh. Maybe someone, uh, oh, you want to say Triple H, you want to say Cena, um, but I know Goldberg had three in one match, but he hasn't been in that many. Randy Orton. Yeah, yeah, kind of close. It's Chris Jericho. Oh, well, he has been in quite a lot. He has 10 eliminations. He's also got the most appearances uh, yeah. with eight, which is equal to Orton. So they both have eight. Okay. All right, here's the curveball for you. What is Elimination Chamber known as in Germany? Uh, no idea, mate. It is known as No Escape is the okay. name of the pay-per-view. If you had just said Elimination Chamber, I would have walked out. I actually would have walked out if you said it was the same thing. <laughs> no Escape, uh, the Germans trying to stay away from the word chamber. chamber. Of course, that uh, yeah, makes sense. Um, now, we're in Montreal for Elimination Chamber. Do you know when the last major WWE event held in Montreal was? Are you smiling for a reason? Was it the screw job? It was not. The oh, screw. that's why I thought you were la- smiling. Um, no, look. Give me a year. 2008. Not far off. Uh, 2009. Breaking. Ooh, breaking uh, the main event of CM Punk defeating The Undertaker for the World Heavyweight title in a submission match. There you go. And uh, they kind of parodied the Montreal screw job in that match. Yeah. Uh, right. Where Taker had Punk tapped out, uh, but then, you know, they managed to reverse it and Punk had him in a submission move. He didn't give up, but they rang the bell anyway. There you go. Uh, now we'll move on to the actual Elimination Chamber pay per view. Do you know who has the most wins at the pay per view? I will give you a hint he no longer works for WWE. Oh. He 
So you're saying he works for AEW? Daniel Bryan. Daniel I was B- getting there before you did the hand signals. I was getting there. Daniel Bryan has five wins. He's actually five and three. The Miz has the most matches at the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view with 10. There you go. Can you guess for me Roman Reigns' record at Elimination Chamber? He has had five matches. One and four. It's actually four and one. Oh, wow. Very good at Elimination Chamber. What about Sami Zayn? He's had two matches. Oh, it's two. He's one and one. Okay. There you go. Now, out of all the superstars that are in this year's Chamber matches, who has been in the Chamber the most times? Uh, this is probably a trick because it's probably one of the females because I know you like screwing with me like that. Uh, but I, was, I would lean towards Seth, but I'm probably going to say Liv or Asuka. Liv Morgan yeah. has been in there three yeah. times. See, I knew, I knew there was a swerve there. I knew. Well done. Seth has been in there twice. Uh, now, the US title has been put up six times at the Elimination wow. Chamber. Do you know how many times it has changed hands? Once. Once? Yeah. Just once. Uh, and the WWE World or Universal title has been up 18 times. And that's changed hands seven out of 18. So Yeah, it's it's one of those places where it's meant to be really up against you, but usually the champ still does walk out more often with the title. So And generally it's the lead into WrestleMania as well. So there's not too much thrown into it. Um obviously last year with Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Was that last year or the year before? Jeez. I don't know. They all they all moved. when he was when he threw theory off the top. That was crazy. That's right. That's right. Yeah. When uh, he came in last minute. All right, Benny. Let's get to the elimination chamber card. Start off. We've got Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar paying a dollar fifty three. Lashley two thirty seven. What do you think, mate? Look, I'm just going to put this out there, and the fans can get up me as they want, but. I am pretty much going to go the favourite in everything, just giving you a heads up. I think I'm, I don't know the odds. You're the odds man. But by looking at my lineup, I think I'm going to go favourites. But I'm going Brock here. This should be fun, but I just can't see them not giving Brock the victory. Uh, Lashley probably needs the victory a bit more. But where does he go from there if he does beat Brock? Like, who's next for him? He just goes back into that US title picture. Or do they move him over? Like, I'd love a Lashley versus Gunther sort of something going on there if he moved over. But I think Brock wins, and that'll force Lashley back to the Hurt business and something going on there. Okay, well, I've got a little bit of a different take. I think Lashley's going to win this, and I think the Hurt business gets involved. You think it's finally going to happen? Yeah. Now, we've mentioned, like, why does Lashley need the Hurt business? He's huge. Yeah. Against Brock Lesnar. Yeah, that's fair. Um, And especially considering you've got you know, all of the people in the Hurt Business now because you've added my best mate Omos plus Shelton plus Cedric, MVP. Like, it's pretty, pretty, they could be pretty dominant. Absolutely. They could yeah. rival the bloodline, maybe. I don't know. No, not that far. Um, Does that mean it keeps going then? No, no. I mean, I, I also thought maybe we see Gunther, but no, I, I think, but I think the Hurt Business gets involved and Lashley gets the win and just starts there we see a real good Lashley heel with the Hurt Business behind him. So this is the other thing about this pay-per-view as well, just quickly. All the matches should still be in the chamber, even though they're not actual chamber matches. That would make it more fun. Because <laughs> imagine these two just one-on-one in a chamber. I would be interested to see, one day we'll get there, Benny, to see what the chamber matches are like for being in the crowd. 
Yeah. Obviously, we get a great view. You know. I, don't, I don't know if I'd want that, to be honest. No. Hell in a Cell, maybe. The Chamber, no. It seems like it'd be tough to see in there. Yeah. In any case, let's move on. Mixed tag team match. Edge and Beth Phoenix. Finn Balor, Rhea Ripley. Finn and Rhea, $1.57. Edge and Beth, two twenty-five. Yeah, well, there you go again. I didn't know who'd be favourite in this, but I've gone Finn and Rhea. You can't have Rhea lose going into Mania when she's just won the Rumble. She has to get that momentum up. Um, I guess you could have Edge beat Finn, but I see Rhea probably pinning Beth to win this while Edge and Finn are on the outside. That's the way I see it going. I, I agree with you there. I have Finn and Rhea as well. Um, but also more from the point of, like, I think they're setting up Edge and Balor at Mania. Yeah, and well, if Edge wins, there's no juice to that that match. Yeah. Um, well, that, well, yes, obviously, Rhea needs to look strong. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. You know, if you've got Finn and Edge on the outside or something happens to Edge, Finn somehow hits Beth, Rhea gets the pin, then Edge hates Finn even more. So now he's really got to go after Finn for what he did to his wife and then yeah. game on. I'll take the, the dollar one of Rhea not to get pinned. Yeah, oh, 99 <laughs> cents, mate. <laughs> Uh, we move on to the Women's Elimination Chamber match to determine the challenger, the Raw Women's Championship, WrestleMania. It's a mouthful of a stipulation. We've got Carmella, <laughs> Nikki Cross, Raquel Rodriguez, Asuka, Liv Morgan, Natalia. Now, the odds are, let, uh, let me get to it, Asuka, $1.30, Raquel, $4.33, Liv, $8, Carmella, $15, Nikki, $17, and Natalia, $19. Well, I think you can knock a few off, yeah? Nikki isn't going to win. Natalia's not going to win. In Canada? Is that not a smoky? Natalia? Not to go on to WrestleMania. No. Like, I mean, she might be the last one pinned just to keep her there. Would you mark out for that if she, like, came out, you know, dressed as Brett and, you know, she wants a WrestleMania moment and like if starts she giving the... glasses to kids? If she had the family there, if Brett was there, I'd mark out a little bit. But otherwise, you know. Nah, I probably wouldn't. Uh, I don't think it's Raquel's time just yet. So it leaves it Carmella, Liv and Asuka for me. Um, I've got a big question mark over Carmella because I feel like they are giving her a bit of a push since she's come back. But this new Asuka turn and, like, you know, the, the whole face different, the new character and everything, I think it's Asuka for the win for me. Yeah, I, I had to go with the favourite as well, Asuka for me. Belair, Asuka, at Mania just feels right. The rest yeah. of them just don't feel like they fit like you mentioned Raquel she's not there yet who's to say she won't be there next year but just not yet um and the rest just don't seem to fit for me so yeah well I guess you know three of the others have had have been champ you know what I mean but they just against Belair at Mania if that wasn't the stipulation and it was just a match or something like that like I could see somebody else winning like an Italia or something but for the title at Mania yeah Asuka for me. And it'll be a great match. Asuka I mean, Belair's been almost unbeatable. So looking at that lineup, I feel like only Asuka or maybe Raquel Rodriguez would have a chance. And they're obviously the two favourites. Yeah, well, I guess you could look at the way that Belair has been almost unbeatable. And when Asuka came in, who's better than Asuka? You know, she went on that massive run. They could talk about that. They could really push it that way. Who Who's had the more dominant run or something like that. So that'd be fun. Yeah, yeah. Bring it on. Uh, we then have the Elimination Chamber match for the United States Championship. Ford, Gargano, Reed, Rollins, Priest, and Theory. Now the odds are Theory, a dollar fifty-two favorite. Rollins, three seventy-five. Ford, seven fifty. Gargano, ten dollars. 
Priest 13 and poor old Bronson Reed at $15. Let's hear it. What do you got? I've got Seth Rollins winning this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking ahead to Mania, and I think it's a more compelling story of Rollins trying to protect the Intercontinental title from Logan Paul than Theory defending it maybe against Cena, if that room is true. So I've got Rollins winning this one. US title, but yeah, I'm with you. Uh, <laughs> oh, US title, sorry, mate. <laughs> um, no, 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 that's right. See, I like that. So you've changed my mind a little bit now, so I like that. Uh, I still think Theory wins for me. Um, but I, again, Theory versus Cena doesn't need the title. And Seth versus Paul doesn't need the title. But this would be the perfect opportunity to give Logan Paul the title or give him a title and push him even harder than what they are. So I do like what you're saying. But I'm God, thinking... the fans would hate Logan Paul. With exactly, title. exactly. Like, so it'd be pretty, pretty solid booking. But I, I'm going to go with Theory on this one. Um, and, you, you know, I love Seth, but yeah, I think Theory. I think the shining lights in this will be, though, Montez. He is a future star. I can't um, wait to see what Montez does off yeah. one of the, the side of the chamber or something. Well, here's the other scary thing. What about if uh, Bronson does the avalanche off the top of the pod? That's going to hurt, man. Someone's yeah, probably not making it out of Montreal. <laughs> yeah, if it's Johnny Gargano, the poor thing, he's uh, not going to be Johnny Wrestling for long. <laughs> well, I mean, so you've got Theory winning. If it's Theory and Cena for the US title, there is something poetic about Cena going for the US title. You know, the first title that he won. Come full circle. WWE. And I think he loses that. I think Cena loses. Theory beats yeah. him. Yeah. Oh, he puts it puts him over for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just quickly, what did you think of Rollins' boots the other day? Oh, how good were they? And there was a rapper sitting in the front row of the New York Knicks game wearing exactly the same boots. So yeah. on the same one? night. Well, I don't know. I didn't see who it was. I just seen a real quick picture on uh, on online. But how good was it? I just love how uh What's his name? The Miz is just like, what are those? Like, <laughs> so good. Talking so about outlandish. He telling me he looked like Super Mario or whatever he was saying. So <laughs> I loved it. All right. Let's get to it. Undisputed WWE Universal Ooh. Championship match. Roman Reigns, Sami Zayn. Roman pa- Reigns. Roman Payne's. He does pain. <laughs> Roman Reigns paying $1.10. Sami Zayn, $6. Yeah. Look, should be 16 really. Um. It's going to go one of two ways. Well, Reigns for some of us, Sami Zayn was paying $251. Hey, look, this is why I want him to win, mate. This is why I want him to win, so you win some cash. Gamble responsibly. Um, Reigns will dominate and dominate so strong and just ruin him. Or Reigns gets a little bit, you know, on top or whatever else. And, you know, they're saying Jimmy and Jay won't be there, but... Jimmy's the only one with the DUI problems that can't travel, isn't he? So Jimmy Jay... is now allowed into Canada, FYI. What about Jay? Jay's fine. Jay yeah. was fine always. But despite the DUI, that has been cleared up and Jimmy is now allowed into Canada. So this is the thing. They won't be on SmackDown. But Jay rocks up. Everyone thinks he's going to help Sammy. And then he still turns and he's back on the bloodline. Even Rain... though Sammy acknowledged him? Yeah, yeah, it's all a, it's all a swerve. It's all a swerve, and Rain still wins. Sammy doesn't win. Sorry, brother. That's okay. Well, look, as much as I want to say Sammy as well, <laughs> I have Roman Reigns. Look, I think Sammy is going to have the match won. Yeah, 
and he's going to get screwed over, whether it be by Jay, whether it be, uh, you know, by Jimmy, Solo. Solo, somehow he's going to get screwed out of the win, which I think will lead to that aforementioned triple threat match of Cody and Sammy. Like, with Co- just the feeling of Cody and Sammy in the ring, yeah. if you add Rome into that mix, that is an epic main event. Yeah, well, I think that's what it sort of had that feel about it. You know, they were showing so much respect for each other and stuff. So it was setting up the fact that if Sammy gets screwed over, Cody will be like, you got screwed over. So come on, then you can join the the main event. It's either that or it leads to Roman defending uh, on both nights of Mania. Yeah, which I still don't mind that, which is what I said a long time ago. I thought it should be. Yeah. So... So but, that's that's the way I think it's going. I think we see Sammy in a main event at WrestleMania. Woo. Big call. Big, big time. Call. Big time. All right. And it's been a compelling storyline. And on that note, let's get to our three-count draft, the best wrestling storylines. Uh, oh. I, I have the first pick this week. Of course you do. You always pick the good topics when you've got the first hit. <laughs> Look, to be honest, I think this is tough. Oh, no, like, there's, there's no clear number one for me at all. The, the debate that is raging around is 100% fair, but I'm going to try and pour water on it right now. I'm taking the bloodline. Fair enough. Like, this has gone from main event Jey Uso, you know, trying to take out his cousin to joining. Jimmy joins. We've got Paul Heyman managing. Solo comes up. Sammy's now there. They're dominating everyone, but there's like compelling story within it. You know, Sammy and Jay, Jay hating Sammy, and now he loves Sammy. And no, it's, it's brilliant. It's just so well done and over such a long period of time. We've had the whole Heyman, is he with Lesnar? Is he with Reigns? Part of that storyline as well. It's just been so intricate and just compelling the whole time. No, 100%. You explained it brilliantly. And I can understand why it's number one, but you know what? I probably wouldn't have even taken NWO or Bloodline as the number ones. Wow, okay. Only because I just, I don't know, I just, I feel like there's so many other things, but then... You're the taking Mae Young's hand. Don't ruin my honourable mentions later, all right? Um, no, but I will go the NWO story um, from just the way, I guess, it sort of formed with the outsiders, the boys coming across, and then it led into, you know, Bash at the Beach 96, Hogan comes out. He's the third man. Which side's he on? Bobby Heenan screws it up. You know, this is the new world order, brother. And then they just went on this thing. The storylines they had with Sting and the way that they tried to get him over. And then, you know, Macho Man was against them for a bit. And then they formed the Wolfpack. It just sort of, but then it, it did get ruined towards the end. You know, it got overdone and they just like got too many people involved and it sort of went to shit. But you know, the storylines within it, it was just such a long thing and they were just there to take over and that was brilliant. And it was our our childhood, you know, like it was, yeah. Absolutely. If you haven't watched it, hey, go over to Binge because they have all of WCW Nitro and every pay-per-view. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it is, it was compelling television. Oh, compelling, yeah. Um, Now, I feel like there's an obvious pick here. So I go with the heart or the head. I'm going to go with the head here. And it's the, the Austin McMahon saga. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who doesn't want to give their boss a stone cold stunner? Yeah. After, after they've given him, you know, too many hours shift or 
screw you out of pay or something like that. The, the classic blue collar worker going up against the billionaire boss, you know, trying to screw him over at every turn and, you know, getting his comeuppance uh, quite a few times. Yeah, it was brilliant. It, just the way they went back and forth and some of the stuff that Austin used to do and, and just McMahon, just Mr. McMahon, you know, that character was the greatest heel almost of all time. You know what I yeah. mean? So uh, brilliant, great pick. You got the you know, the greater power part of it. You know, well, I was just going to say, you know, the corporate ministry. Yeah, all it was me, this. Austin. It was me all along. Like, yeah, love that. That was almost one of my honourable mentions a bit later on, to be honest. So finally, you know, WrestleMania, yeah, they both teamed together to screw the rock. Yeah. And working together on the invasion. So, you know, it all kind of links in. The Austin McMahon saga. Massive. Um, I'm going to, I've got a couple here, but I'm going to go with my heart. And uh, I'm literally going to go. The we know this, you can take this at fifth, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but I can't, I can't, I've got to do it. The Bretton Owen uh, storyline, you know, who was the better brother? Uh, just the way that, you know, they teamed up, they were a tag team together. Owen turns on him. Brett comes back out in the Rumble. Uh, goes on, wins the Rumble, then they have to have the match at Mania. And just the, even after all of that happened, they were still, they reformed. And then there was always that animosity between them. And then, you know, Owen Hart went on to join the Nation of Domination and stuff after Brett left. But it was just sort of, it was always still there. He still talked about it. Even when he had his slammies and he ran around, like carried on like an idiot. And it was always Brett versus Owen and just who was the better brother. And it was growing up, I literally watched it the storyline the other day with the missus at home and I was like I honestly thought that these two were going to kill each other when I was a kid so like yeah Brett Nolan for me Brett Nolan okay well I guess uh I'm gonna take you know if that's into wrestling I'm gonna take what got me into wrestling and it was the boyhood dream the Shawn Michaels boyhood dream story you know he he won the rumble didn't win the big one at Mania against Diesel, came back, won the Rumble again, um, had to defend that spot against Owen before Mania, then finally got to Mania with the, the Iron Man match against Bret Hart, finally succeeded, finally got the title he'd been fighting for for so long. Uh, Jose Lothario there with him, yeah. uh, coming down just, from the rafters. Oh, Can we just mention, though, that since when... Does an Iron Man match go to extra time just because the HBK didn't win? Bret Hart didn't have to lose the title. It's a draw. He retains. This is bullshit. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's sitting with you. <laughs> hey, it's up there with the screw job. Come on. <laughs> nah. Yeah. It, look, I love HBK as well. I just love Bret Hart more. So uh, it was brilliant watching HBK coming down from the rafters. That was brilliant. just have to fight. He fought for two years to, you know, to get that spot and to finally win that title. And yeah. Yeah. That's fair. All right. What are we up to? My third pick. Third pick. I'm going to go the mega powers exploding. That was my next pick. Yeah. You can't go past it. Uh, you know, Savage and Hogan. Uh, it just sort of, you could see it in the works and then, you know, Hogan got a little bit too close to Miss Elizabeth and, <laughs> just took the shine off Randy winning and just sort of, you know, just all led up to those two going at it. And it was, it was, yeah, that was fun to watch. Especially because reportedly Macho was very yeah, jealous. Protective, protective yeah, jealous yeah, yeah. As well. Yeah. 
So a little bit of real realness thrown in there. Yeah. I'm going to take what I just said, some realness thrown in there with my next pick. Oh, I've got this as well. Edge and Matt Hardy. Yeah, yeah, that was actually going to be my next pick. Now, for those who don't know the story, I'm sure most of you probably do. <laughs> Matt Hardy and Lita were together in real life. Uh, Matt got injured, I believe, and was off the road. Lita was traveling with Edge. They got together. Um, Matt got dumped. And, uh, and then he got let go from uh, WWE. There's a huge groundswell of support from the fans to get him back. He came back. They had this match where they just beat the absolute tar out of each other. Yeah. Um, and I, I legit thought, like you said with Brett Nolan, I thought they were going to kill each other. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure Matt wanted to. <laughs> yeah. And you have this pretty great, stiff like, match. This great underdog of everyone who's ever been wronged by a woman and, you know, the the cool guy who stole her away. And um, it was just, and for them to actually turn that into an angle and be able to pull it off. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was compelling television. It was great. Absolutely brilliant. Well, I've got a few more here that I want to take, but I'm actually going to say one that I didn't even have written down. And that's the uh, McMahon Helmsley era. Steph and Triple H getting together. The way it all started with, you know, her being with Tess and at the wedding. And then I think we talked about it a couple of pods ago, you know, like, and just, you know, marrying the boss's daughter just to get up the boss and then end up together. And then even the way it led on to, you know, when Triple H came back and went up against Jericho because she was now siding with Jericho and stuff like that. Like, that was just, that was great TV. And then obviously they go on to form the corporation and everything like that. But it was just a, a story of getting together with the boss's daughter, but then she turns on the boss and the father and goes from there. Yeah, you got so many parts to that story too. You got the McMahon Helmsley era where it was like her and DX kind of running things and then moving on to the authority later, yeah. where, you know, they were kind of screwing, you know, everyone out of uh, title opportunities and whatnot. Um, yeah, so uh, uh, there was even like a, a little, little sto- mini storyline of like, the love triangle between Steph and Triple H and Kurt Angle. Yeah. Like there was so much to it. And, yeah. uh, or, or there was the part where I think uh, Triple H got caught teaching Trish Stratus a move. And yes, that so was great. There was that whole jealousy. There were so many parts to that. Or even Man Helmsley story. Even when The Rock came back and Steph had to calm him down because they were like, oh, we're good friends now, you know? And then he's like, oh, The Rock's going to take you out for dinner. And he's like, well, I'm going to pay for dinner. And then they're like getting into it. Steph's <laughs> got to calm him down again. And just, just that whole, obviously they run the show now, and it, but that's been going on for 25 years. So like, yeah. it's just continuation. It's a pretty good, it's long storytelling, but it's not even trying to be storytelling anymore. It's just what it is. Yeah. But it started out as a story. Yeah, So absolutely. that's that's where the fun part is. All right, good stuff. Uh this is a tough one. Where to go from here? Um, for it's my last pick too. Geez, I've probably got about four here, which I'm tossing up between. Um, and I think, I think for me, this is going back to when I was a little bit younger as well. Not too young, but although it probably wasn't pulled off as well as it could have been, probably mostly because of the time it was there. Invasion storyline was, you know, such a great part of like my growing up watching the business. And I agree with you. You know, from the start of you know 
Vince is buying WCW, then Shane buys WCW, and then ECW is in it now too. And we get all the originals, you know, they are WWE superstars now. They turn back to ECW, and Haven's there. And we got this fight, and Stoke Cold goes over to the Alliance. Um, and it was, you know, obviously, if they had some of the better WCW stars, it could have been a lot better than it was. Oh, it would have been huge. Um, but it was still so much fun and definitely compelling television to see what was who was going to take control of, of WWE. Yeah, it gave us like a real push of Booker as well. You remember Booker versus uh, Stone Cold back in those days and stuff like that. But then obviously Stone Cold joined the invasion, like you said. Um, and just, you know, the contract does say McMahon, but it says Shane McMahon. Like that was that was crazy. The beginning of it all. I actually went back and what I realised I hadn't watched that episode of Nitro. Yeah, I'd only watched Raw, the the simulcast. Yeah, I hadn't watched the actual Nitro. It was a it was a fun watch, but yeah, it was, uh, I kind of understood why I was going. <laughs> <laughs> no, great pick. Um, see, now I've got a few that I could pick from as well, but I guess we'll use them in the honorable mentions. And this is one that you probably wouldn't think that I'd go for, uh, but I'm going to go for just the story of Goldberg back in WCW, just that yeah, undefeated, the undefeated streak. streak or yeah, the... the undefeated streak of Goldberg when he came yeah. in, you know. It did get a bit corny, you know, where it's like, oh, yeah, he went from 120 to 130 in a weekend because of house shows and stuff like that. But yeah. just the way they built him up and then it got to, you know, uh, winning the US title and then, he, you know, he beat Scott Hall and then, you know, he won the title of Hogan on an episode of Nitro at, at, in Georgia, you know what I mean? Like, they didn't even put that on on TV, like on a pay-per-view. It was just on a Raw. So, and it just, it was just that beautiful build-up. And the best part about it all, though, was when he lost and who he lost to, Kevin Nash. So... I was waiting for that. <laughs> I thought so. No, I couldn't, I couldn't leave it out. But yeah, it no. Took, it took a taser to do it, but... Hey. And and for some reason, Bam Bam Bigelow coming out and getting involved and Disco Inferno getting involved. <laughs> that still makes no sense to me as well, but whatever. All right, yeah. Goldberg's undefeated streak. That is good stuff. Okay, so I have the Bloodline, Austin McMahon saga, Shawn Michaels' boyhood dream, Edge and Matt Hardy, and the Invasion storyline. Benny's got the NWO, Brett versus Owen, the Mega Powers explode, the McMahon Helmsley story, and Goldberg's undefeated streak. All right, Benny, what have you got? Honorable mentions. Uh, Flair and Savage in '92. Uh, when Flair was saying that he had photos of Miss Elizabeth and he did the whole, she was mom before she was yours and all that kind of stuff. That was a pretty, pretty solid storyline. You know, he had the photos that he put in the WWE magazine and uh, that was interesting. Um, I had the Ministry of Darkness corporate ministry thing, but you sort of covered it with the, the you know, the Stone Cold McMahon thing. Um, Kofi Mania. Kofi Mania. Uh, Kofi Mania. And it was all organic, you know because Mustafa Ali got injured and then they went into the chamber and sort of went from there. So, um, and what, well, they were my good ones. And then I've got a couple of terrible ones as well. If you want to give your good honorable mentions and then. I'll give you one terrible one because I think this is worth a draft in the future of worst storylines. Yeah. Well, I've got a few here. Yeah, do you want to go or do you want to? All right, I'll, I'll give you my my actual honourable mention. So uh, I didn't want to take too many Shawn Michaels ones, but the storyline of uh, Triple H and HBK. I've got that as well. Yeah, especially if you know form DX. You know, HBK comes back two thousand two. Are they friends again? Reforming DX, the turn, um, and then 
yeah, they fight for the championship. Sean wins it at Elimination Chamber. Yes. Survivor Series. Um, and then they fight for the title a little bit more. So eventually, you know, they get back together and, and DX is a thing again. So yeah. there's a big intricate storyline. I had a couple of like AEWs, the MJFC and Punk story, where we were wondering, you know, is MJF like really legit upset that Punk left wrestling and, um, you know, and it was kind of all trickery in the end. And um, MJF and Cody, you know, he was Cody's best friend and, you know, he's, right-hand man and then turns on him that was great stuff undertaker's wrestlemania streak yeah yeah i mean that kind of weaves through a long time the yes movement yeah that was i just wasn't a fan that's why i left it out but i guess it was a good storyline it was was a good storyline it was kind of like kofi mania as well um the one which i almost took with my last pick and maybe a tiny bit of a homer pick but uh Punk threatening to leave after Money in the Bank. Yeah. Um, right after the pipe bomb promo. Um, and then, you know, he won and he left and we thought he was gone. And then, yeah, believe it or not, he comes back. Uh, Rollins turning on the shield. That was great. And just the whole Kane and Undertaker story. Yeah. Well, Three. from against each other to Brothers of Destruction and stuff like that. Um, just speaking of sort of not brothers, but you've got um, KO and Jericho. You know that led to the list of Jericho, the list of KO. That was such the best friend story. That was so good as well. So there okay, was, there is, bro. Okay, underrated, bro. underrated story of will they get together and then finally they got together. Rated RKO. There's so many. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the terrible ones, obviously, you mentioned before. But the, you know, sexual chocolate and Mae Young. <laughs> she gives birth to a hand. Like, come on, that was terrible television. But to be fair, anything with May Young in it was pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. She did take some, uh, she did go through quite a few tables from the, yeah, Dudleys. From the Dudleys. Yeah, 100%. Yes, yeah. there were some, there's some terrible ones. They we'll are. get to them. Let's save them. Yeah, Let's save them. We'll save them because there are some absolutely god awful ones. Yeah, I've got at least eight here. So. <laughs> there you go. We're all set. Okay, well, that is it for the show this week. We'll be back next week. We're going to break down everything that happened at Elimination Chamber. We're going to toast to Sami Zayn's victory. And uh, we'll also have the latest news and another three-count draft. Benny, thank you for joining us. Thanks, Dill. It's been a pleasure. Can't wait for Sunday. That's right. Everyone go and enjoy Elimination Chamber. And we'll see you again next time on the Three Count Podcast. 